Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I am the host. I'm so happy to be recording this episode today and I'm really excited because I think it's going to be um, really insightful for myself and you guys and I think it'll inspire a lot of you to kind of look back on the past year and see what's been going on in your life and changes you can make going into 2020 and you know things you want to continue going into the new year. I know it's a little bit early to be doing a new year episode but I figured this was a good time to do this one because I'm going to be reflecting on all of the lessons that 2019 taught me. I have 10 lessons for you guys that were my most prominent. I definitely learned more than 10 things but these were the most eye-opening and prominent lessons that I learned personally in my year. So Um, Really quickly, uh, I guess I'm just going to do a little week recap for you guys just to let you guys know what's going on. Um, I just finished up finals and I have one semester left of college, which is insane. Um, My finals went well and I took the GMAT this past week and I finished the semester with all A's and I literally am so happy um, because it was literally my hardest semester mentally and emotionally, Um, not necessarily as far as my classes go. Um, It was probably one of the harder semesters, but it wasn't the hardest, but I'm very proud of myself for powering through and finishing strong, and right now I am at home. I got home yesterday uh, afternoon, and I'm back home in Florida, so um, I'm excited to be recording, and let me know if you guys have any recommendations for podcast episodes while I'm home. I can try and meet up with people to do, um, you know, like an interview type of podcast if you guys enjoy those or interview my mom or dad or both of them or something. Um, but I do have a few planned, so I'm really excited, and um, I'm happy to be home, but that's kind of what's been going on, and if you guys hear anything weird, it's because I don't have much of a quiet space in my house to record in. I feel like you can kind of hear everything from every room, if you know what I mean, so um, I'm trying to make sure that this is Uh, recorded at night so my dogs are tired and not barking and going crazy and everything (laughs) but um yeah so I apologize in advance if you guys hear anything so to go ahead and start off the quote for this episode I am obsessed with and I absolutely love it it is life can only be understood backwards but it must be lived forwards and I absolutely love this quote because it's like the whole hindsight as 2020 thing like you can only understand you know your life and the things that have happened to you and the things you've gone through by looking back and, you know, looking backwards and looking at everything that's happened. That's the only way you can really make sense of the things that you've gone through. And um, it's the only way you can kind of learn is by looking backwards. And the must be live forwards part is so important because I think a lot of times people get so caught up on the past and things that they did wrong or things that went perfectly. They either, you know, um, beat themselves up too much over things that went wrong and lessons they learned Or they're holding themselves to too high of a standard when things were once perfect and what they thought was perfect um, and it's no longer feasible to live that way anymore. You know, you have to be able to look back and understand your failures and, you know, recognize your accomplishments and, you know, learn from those mistakes and lessons and everything. But you have to carry them forward. You can't live in the past, live in that place of Uh, looking back and seeing what happened. Um, So I really, really love that quote. I think it's really powerful. Um, My goal for this week is to invest as much time as I can back into myself to like replenish my soul of everything I've deprived it of this semester and indulge in things I love doing. So the first week back at home is usually very relaxing for me because, you know, I'm just coming off of, you know, the summer and a full uh, 
semester and football season and it's just fall is always really crazy and really busy so I'm definitely always ready for a break when I get home but I am someone who neglects themselves and they're taking care of themselves whenever they do get busy like I know that's just what I do personally so I'm really wanting to just invest as much time as I can into myself Um, you know recharging and doing things I love like reading and taking my dogs to the beach and the dog park spending time with family you know watching more YouTube and maybe a little bit of Netflix because I never really get to do much of that and um, just enjoying my time really and trying to just recharge because I want to be going back to school feeling you know rested I don't want to be going starting the next semester and really the whole entire year off um, feeling drained if that makes sense so that's kind of like my goal for this week Um, and my gratitude I am really thankful right now in this phase of my life um, for seeing results from persistency in multiple areas of my life and I know that's kind of like a weird gratitude thing but um, I feel like just with school um, you know like making all A's this semester after you know really struggling I feel like my junior year um, and then like working out um, I've been so consistent with that for the latter half of this year and I like really feel like I've been seeing a lot more results lately Um, not necessarily physically but like I can feel it mentally like I feel a lot happier and healthier and um, even physically too but that's not what it's all about and then even in like my relationship just like working towards you know being better and like doing things to make things better I feel like persistency has been um, very apparent and important because it has definitely um, yielded some great results and I'm just like really thankful that you know I was blessed with like a very persistent spirit and I feel like I'm very committed to things whenever I want to work on them so you know like really committing myself to school despite everything that happened this semester and my relationship and working out and everything I'm really grateful um, to have that kind of spirit and just grateful to see results So let's just go ahead and get right into the lessons. Um, I'm going to try not to talk too much about each one of them, but in order for you guys to understand my lessons, I will try and give a little bit of a um, backstory, not necessarily a story, but like how I learned this, like the manner in which I learned it and why I learned it. So my first lesson is you can't make anyone do their job when they aren't doing what they're supposed to. And sometimes business and people, whoever it is, really literally just do not care about you. And it's outside of your control. I know that's like a long-winded lesson, but I find multiple times this year there's been instances where I have just, you know, had the ex- expectation that people were going to do what they're supposed to do and people were going to, you know, do their job right. And I, you know, put my trust in them and I rely on them and then they break it, you know, and I think that that's part of growing up, you kind of realize that not everyone has your best interest in mind, and everything's all about money, or everything's all about, you know, status, and I have found that, you know, you can't necessarily, like, always trust everyone, you know, at the surface, I feel like I'm very um, quick to trust people, um, unless it's, like, a super personal relationship, But I feel like people, whenever they're supposed to, when they have a job that they're supposed to fulfill and do, I feel like, you know, I am trusting of them to do that job. And, um, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And sometimes you're going to, you know, be the most annoying person in the world trying to get people to do their job and they still won't do it. And, you know, you do what you can on your end. But at the end of the day, like if it's outside of your control and you can't do anything about it, you have to learn how to let it go. 
So a lot of that has to do with um, just everything that happened this past semester with the house I was renting and the repairs that had to be made. And um, as you guys, some of you guys may know if you watch my YouTube videos or if you've listened to previous podcasts, how, you know, we had like a little bit of a rat problem in our house. I hate talking about it all the time, but you know, that's kind of what that was related to. And then also just like other little things. Um, just whenever you expect people to like do things in a timely manner, um, you know, like payments through YouTube, like it's, it, it's just like a bunch of little stuff, um, that I kind of learned that from that it's not always going to be on your time and it's not really always going to happen just because it's supposed to happen. So number two, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's green where you water it. So this summer, this is kind of like the main time that I learned this lesson was this past summer. I have always worked every summer since I was 15 and, um, you know, whether it was like serving or at a retail store, I have always worked. And then this summer I was very fortunate and very lucky and blessed that I was able to, you know, forego working a summer job and was able to just take the summer off and see what it was like to just do YouTube full time. And, um, I kind of did that because I had already had an internship lined up for, this coming summer, so it didn't really make sense for me to do another one this past summer um, because I'd already done one, and then I already had another one lined up. So, and I just honestly felt like I needed the break, and I needed it. Just I needed to see what it was like to just do YouTube because I felt like um, if I would have started a full time job, I would constantly be like daydreaming and wondering what it's like to do YouTube full time if I had never experienced it. And I feel like that would be, um, that would kind of impair my ability to do very well wherever I work because I would constantly be thinking about, you know, oh, what if I just did YouTube full time? But I'm very thankful that I did try that out this past summer because I did not think it was all that it, you know, was cut out to be. You know, it looks pretty glamorous and awesome whenever you watch people who do YouTube full time because, you know, they just kind of do things when they want to do them, work when they want to work. And, you know, you have a lot of freedom and flexibility and you're your own boss and yada, yada, yada. But it was extremely boring. Like, I didn't, you know, a lot of the reason I have content on YouTube is because I'm a college student and because I've had internships and jobs. And those are the things that I like to talk about and share on YouTube and the podcast. But I felt like every day was just, you know, it was, I I did a lot of editing and everything and I really put time in the working out and everything and I'm really thankful for the summer because it gave me the time to implement those things into my routine but it was way too boring for me and I've always thought that you know doing that full time would be like the dream gig but I mean personally I could never do it after experiencing it this summer I could never ever ever do just YouTube full time you know I hadn't started my podcast yet so I was a lot less busy um but I feel like if I had you know if I was running my own business I was doing YouTube and I had my podcast, that would be enough. Um, but I mean, as of right now, it's just the YouTube and podcast. So that is definitely not enough to keep me busy and keep me sane. But basically what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes things may look really glamorous from the perspective that you're sitting in now, but, um, you know, really the grass is literally going to be green where you water it. So, I mean, basically just what that means is, you know, where you put your time and energy and your effort that's where things are going to get better. Um, things aren't going to get better by you fantasizing about, you know, how things might be elsewhere. Um, and you never really know what things are like until you put yourself in those situations. And I think, um, going along with that lesson, another important lesson that kind of goes with that is that, 
you know, everything's not always what it's like cut out to be and you really don't know how things are until you step into another person's or another situation's shoes and see what it's like for yourself Um, because things aren't always going to be great for one person as they are for the other. Me personally, I just don't think I could do it and I'm just really thankful that I learned that. So number three is quality over quantity applies in all situations. Um, You know, like the things you own, I think is one thing that I kind of learned this year. I've learned that investing in, you know, maybe higher ticket items and things that are a little bit more costly um, ends up paying off in the long run because I'm not having to buy, you know, a bunch of replacements of something and I'm not having to keep buying the same thing over and over and replacing it because it's breaking because it's cheaper. Um, But more importantly, on the non-materialistic side, um, the people you spend time with, um, I mean, is just invaluable. And I think that the time spent with people who truly value you and don't put pressure on you to be someone you're not, the people who challenge you and support you, all of that is priceless. And I think that, you know, having a really great core support system is very, very important to you know, how you are mentally and emotionally and how you take care of yourself. Um, I think this year I really made an effort to prioritize spending my time with my friends at school at least once a week. Like each one of them, I feel like I saw at least once a week. And like, of course there were times where I didn't see them for two or three weeks, but I definitely always tried to make sure I was seeing at least one of my friends every single week. And it absolutely changed my mental and emotional health, being able to have that time with a friend, um, and spend time with them and just talk to them and not really be worried about school and just having that sort of like fellowship in a sense is just so important and I think um I've mentioned this before and I think I mentioned it in the last podcast but you know a lot of times in college I've kind of just compared my um college life and my college situation and you know like my friends to a lot of people that I see on social media who have you know, they have like a big group message or a big group me with like 20 other girls in it. And, you know, they always have someone that they could be doing something with, like no matter what time of day it is. And, um, you know, always have someone to hang out with and are always doing something every night or every weekend. And I catch myself comparing myself to those people a lot of times, but I've realized that, you know, it doesn't matter how many people I'm friends with. It doesn't matter if I have like an actual cohesive circle of people that are all friends. I, all I need at the end of the day is, you know, my three or four really close friends and they are so important and my relationships with them are so strong that it completely outweighs a ton of, you know, more acquaintance style friendships. Um, So I'm really, really grateful for that. And I think that um, if you're someone who can get kind of lost in your alone time and like it's really easy for me to just isolate myself and be alone all the time. Um, If you're like that or you spend a lot of time with like your significant other or something and you just feel like you need, you know, some close friends in your life, definitely make an effort going into 2020 um, to either A, meet more people or reach out to people that you already know and, you know, develop really good friendships with them and just having, you know, multiple shoulders to lean on during hard times and different perspectives um, from different people and, you know, having different people who offer different things challenge you in different ways and everything. So definitely look into that if you're someone who feels like you need that in your life. It's obviously not going to come and just come out of nowhere into your life. It's something that takes work. You have to make an effort to meet those people or hang out with those people and see those people. So I definitely think that's really important. 
Number four, the only way to grow is by embracing change and making changes is uncomfortable and that is okay. It doesn't mean you should give up and try later. Um, I think that a lot of times we get really, really comfortable with where we're at and, you know, things kind of fall into this routine and a lot of us really are creatures of habit and we love routine and we thrive off of routine and we get really comfortable and the second something comes and kind of disturbs that routine or the second a challenge kind of comes our way and makes us feel like we um, have like a literally a disturbed routine, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be uncomfortable and it's not necessarily a bad thing to feel like, um, you know, everything's been put on pause because now you have to figure out everything else out. Um, a lot of times whenever I feel like I am um, brought some sort of, you know, event or some kind of like emotional thing that happens in my life, um, a lot of times the change just kind of makes me freeze and I don't really know what to do because I am so used to my routine and my habits that whenever something comes along that makes me need to change some things, um, I get really uncomfortable and it's scary and you feel like you can't really, um, you know, move because you're just like, I'm scared to take a step forward. So I want to step backwards, but I know that I probably should step forward. But, um, it doesn't mean just because you have a change come your way and just because something comes, um, your way that you need to adapt to, it doesn't mean you should just give up and go back to your comfort zone and try again later you know, the only way we can grow is by stepping outside of our comfort zone. If we stay inside of our comfort zone all the time, we're not going to experience any growth and we're not going to, you know, have any kind of exponential change happen in our life. And I think that's so important um, to just know that you should embrace change with open arms. And it's really, really hard um, to realize that and to accept that. But once you do, you will become so much quicker to recognize when you need to make a change and you will be so much more willing to accept change and that's really important and I feel like this for me um was once again related to this summer I really felt like whenever I was working you know full-time as a youtuber or whatever you want to call it I my day was I felt like my day was just revolving around my boyfriend's schedule because I was living with him and his brother and then his brother's roommate from school And, you know, I woke up every day pretty much when he would go to work and I would just kind of work on a little bit of YouTube editing um, and then I would, you know, wait around on him to get home so we could go work out together and then we'd get dinner and I'd just go to bed when he goes to bed. And I've always been someone who's extremely independent and I, you know, thrive off of having my own separate routine, doing my own thing and I really do have a lot of independence I feel like in um relationships that sounds bad but not but like in a sense that I have my own things that I work on and do myself that are for me and I felt like this summer um you know doing YouTube full-time since I had nothing else to really think about and devote my time to I felt like my days were revolving around you know his schedule and I that just really made me very uncomfortable um and I remember there was like a period of time where I, you know, would just like cry to my boyfriend and I was just like, I don't know what's wrong, but I just feel really uncomfortable. Things don't feel right. I feel like, you know, I have kind of like lost myself in a sense because I felt like my entire, you know, routine that I had at school, like I didn't have any classes to work on. You know, I could read a book, but I wasn't going to do that all day long and it doesn't take me all day to edit a video. 
you know, I would only be uploading two to three videos a week and the total amount of time spent editing those was probably around 10 hours. So it's like that does not amount to like enough work for me to do and focus on. And I just didn't really know how to adapt to having that much more free time. So I think that, you know, the change coming my way that where I realized I was like, this is not okay, that I am just kind of letting my schedule and myself become dependent on someone else's. Um, I need to, you know, find the things that make me happy again and spend a lot of my time doing that during the day and develop a routine for myself. And it took me just completely breaking down and realizing that, you know, I needed to make a change um, for me to, you know, find myself again and be happy again because I was really, really getting very um, kind of discombobulated and upset because I just felt like everything was, you know, so not me and it was just everything was based off of, you know, what my boyfriend had going on and I just felt like I lost that sense of independence and I was just going through the motions with the relationship and with YouTube and I just felt very uncomfortable and I think once I realized I felt uncomfortable and I remember the night where I was just like crying and I was like you know everything just feels uncomfortable right now in my life and I you know took that as meaning I needed to make a change I needed to stop you know maybe sitting in the apartment all day and you know just waiting around on my boyfriend to get home and I needed to go out and, you know, do some work at a coffee shop and maybe look into some other things that I really want to get into and spend some time doing those things instead of just sitting around all day. So number five, um, giving all of yourself away to other people and pouring into others from an empty cup may work in the short run, but eventually it will cause you to implode and you will quickly quickly realize how dehydrated you are. Um, so this is like literally the epitome of my life. I have always been someone that um, is very, I'm, I'm very selfless. I'm not, if you guys are into the Enneagram type of thing, the personality type, I'm a three wing two, but my two score is like very close to my three score and two is being a helper. So um, I definitely have a lot of those traits and I've always been someone who always pours everything I have into the people in my life you know like if someone needs me I'm they know that they can come to me and I'm I, I know that I'm the person that a lot of my friends come to when they have problems and I love that and I love helping my friends and I love helping people it's like one of my favorite things to do and I feel like I get a lot of um, not value but I feel like very fulfilled whenever I help others and I think I realized um, this is kind of a bad habit I have whenever I get into Whenever I make like a close friend or whenever I get into a new relationship, I literally devote my all of my time and like everything I possibly can into that person and into that relationship or friendship. And I, you know, my I kind of just get so excited and into it that I, you know, I dive 110 percent in and I start neglecting like taking care of myself and, you know, um, making sure that I'm okay because I'm constantly worried about how the other person's feeling, you know, worried about, you know, if they're doing well and just trying to like make sure that that person is in the best possible state they could be in and always taking care of them in whatever way I can. And um, it's almost kind of like a weird mom tendency in a sense. I don't really know how to explain it, but I think that I realized this year, finally, after all these years of just depleting myself by, you know, pouring my all into others and pouring from an empty cup, 
I realized that I needed to take time to, you know, regain that um, sense of self and remember that I have to take care of myself at the end of the day too, no matter how much I want to help others. You know, I will do a better job at pouring into others and helping others if I take care of myself first because what ended up happening is I got to a point where I realized that I was, you know, giving my all into, you know, like my relationship and which is fine, like you should be doing that, but I was, you know, not taking care of myself first and it got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to take a step back and I need to, you know, do some things to take care of myself mentally and emotionally before I can keep, you know, just dumping my all into like all these other people around me and into all these different, you know, areas of life that I'm interested in around me um, and all these different pursuits because I was trying to pour from an empty cup for so long that I would start getting very almost like hostile and agitated more frequently because, and then it got to the point where it was like when someone would come to me for help, you know, whether it was like just a situation in their life or they just needed my help with something, I got very, um, almost just kind of like irritated that I was being asked for help and that I was, that people were wanting my help, but no one was coming to help me. And I would get like that. And I realized that the only reason I felt that way was because I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, I was like, shouldn't these people be taking care of me? And then I was like, wait a second. No, I should be taking care of myself. You know, like it's not anyone's job to take care of me at the end of the day. You know, like at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. But I realized that, you know, the reason why I was getting so agitated and irritated, which isn't a normal trait of mine. Normally when people come to me for help, I'm excited and not excited because I need help, but excited because I have an opportunity to, you know, help this person out. And I am, I feel very, you know, motivated to help this person figure out whatever's going on. And, you know, I want them to um, get the help they need. So I always am very, you know, willing to help. So when I realized that I wasn't really feeling all those same feelings and emotions whenever people were coming to me for help or advice or whatever it was, I was like, okay, something is clearly wrong here and I should probably reevaluate what's going on in my life and in my head that is making me feel this way. And I, I definitely realized that, you know, I was literally pouring from an empty cup for probably the past year and a half and I needed to, you know, refocus and recenter myself and remember that I have to pour back into myself now like I feel like the whole you know latter part of this year was all about me pouring back into myself and me figuring getting back to a place where I felt like I was um, you know happy with myself and making myself whole and taking care of myself so that now I can help others and be there for others in the way that I want to and not feel irritated by it so that was a really long-winded explanation for that one but that one was very very important this year Number six, developing and sticking to a workout routine is absolutely the best thing you can ever do for yourself and to eat the cookie. So this one, as you guys, a lot of you guys know, um, around June of this year, I, you know, decided I was going to start working out minimum three times a week and I was going to do it every single week. And eventually it started getting to four times a week. And I think that developing this routine has absolutely changed my life. I feel so much more confident now and it's not to the sense where I'm like, oh, like I think I look like the best I ever could and the best I ever have. It's more of I feel so confident because I know I'm doing something that's good for myself and I feel so strong and I love feeling strong. It makes me feel more confident and I feel like I'm more confident because I'm a lot less in my head a lot of the time 
Um, and a lot of times when I get in my head, it's when I don't have a lot of confidence and I feel a lot more insecure and honestly going to the gym and, you know, releasing all of that negative energy and, you know, just getting those endorphins flowing, that makes me feel more confident because I'm getting out of my own head and I'm releasing that negative energy elsewhere. And I have never felt just like stronger and healthier and I love trying new workouts. I love the feeling of like going up and weight. I love trying just all kinds of different new stuff. And I love, you know, helping people and inspiring people to, you know, try and become their best selves uh, with working out and everything. And I highly, highly encourage you guys. I know that one of the biggest, most failed like New Year's resolutions is, you know, to get in the gym more and, um, you know, get in shape or whatever it is. But truly, if you guys can just go for 21 days, go to the gym or go on the walk, go on the run. And it doesn't mean necessarily doing it every single day for 21 days. But in my eyes, it took me like a month of going to the gym three to four times a week, every week for it to become something in my head that I think to do. Because you can't ever develop a habit if you aren't like naturally just thinking about doing it. Like, every day I, you know, like my mind naturally thinks about going to the gym because it's something that is now a part of my life and a part of my everyday routine. But if you're not used to going to the gym and you're not used to, you know, working out and it's not a part of your everyday life and a part of your everyday routine, of course your mind's not going to think about it because it's not something that you've incorporated into like pretty much your everyday life. So I think it's really important to, you know, try it out for a month. And once you do it for a month consistently, if your magic number is three times a week too, go three times a week, every single week for like three or four weeks. And I promise it will be so easy to go after that. I promise. And the whole eat the cookie part is basically, you know, I feel like there's been times in my life where I'm just like, oh man, I, I really shouldn't eat this sweet or I shouldn't indulge in this food. And I've just learned that, you know, just indulging is not necessarily a bad thing and it is okay to, you know, treat yourself and have cheat days, and I used to, like, only work out, like, once or twice a week, but I would eat a lot more strict, and I just feel like it's much more of a balanced lifestyle to just go to the gym and eat what you want to eat, um, but maintain a balance, if that makes sense, and I will say that I do owe a lot to my boyfriend for encouraging me to get into the gym and just work my butt off and really help me whenever I've like needed some help with workouts or just with form or when I haven't felt motivated but I just want to like encourage you guys you know if that's something that you really want to prioritize you know do it what is stopping you like is your laziness stopping you is you know your fear stopping you try and like figure out what's at the root of that you know emotion that's getting you in a place where you feel like you can't do it you know, you need to assess like whatever it is, it's keeping you from reaching those goals, even if it's not working out. But in regard to the specific lesson I learned, um, it's obviously about working out. So like what is stopping you from doing that? Um, you definitely have the time of day. Like I know all of us are busy, but I have found that, you know, like once it became part of my routine, I learned how to make it a part of my daily life. And I learned how to make time for it because it became something I prioritized. And, you know, whenever you're just going to the gym and consistently, it's not a priority in your life. Once you shift it from not being a priority and not being a part of your routine to being a part of your routine, it becomes a priority. And I promise you guys, this is like the best thing you could do for yourself. I think working out and exercising is A, so good for your health and B, so, so good for your mental health. 
um, I think that it really, 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 really helps with just stress. And um, I just think that it helps you give somewhere to, you know, like kind of just let everything go and focus on, you know, making yourself better for 30 minutes or an hour and you can always rely on it being there like it's never really going to let you down you know what I mean and um, I just really encourage you guys to try it out uh, this year if that's something that you want to do because I promise you it will change your life it has drastically changed mine and I've never felt better Um, okay so number eight oh wait number seven I'm skipping things you cannot give 100% of yourself to 10 different areas of life You literally cannot do it all on your own. Um, I feel like this entire year, besides this summer, I always was just like, there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough time in the day. If I could get like four extra hours just so I could get a full night of sleep and get everything done, that would be so awesome. And I am someone who is like an overcommitted person. I overcommit to everything. If I am remotely interested in something and I want to do it and I want to make it a part of my life, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not going to look at at my schedule and see if I have time for it. I'm going to add it to my car. I'm going to add it to my plate and I'm going to devote all of my energy to it. Like, I don't do anything with half effort. I do not study with half effort. I do not do my schoolwork with half effort. I don't really, I mean, I do work out with half effort when I'm tired, but like, if I have projects I'm working on, like YouTube, like podcasts, like I don't do anything, you know, halfway. I am 100% committed. I hate not putting my all into something because it makes me, as a perfectionist, it makes me feel very vulnerable and I feel like I, you know, everyone can see that it's not done perfectly and or perfectly in my eyes. It's obviously not ever perfect, but I feel like whenever I do something halfway, everyone knows and everyone is judging me for it and everyone's like this isn't her best work or whatever it is so I have learned this year that I literally can't do it all on my own and I've come to terms that you know I can't give 100% of myself to my relationship my social life my schoolwork my podcast YouTube my job like I cannot do it um I have to delegate where I can Um, and I have to know that I will always make time and have time for the things and people that I prioritize. And I have to remember that sometimes I need to do a little check-in with myself and say, hey, are you being a good girlfriend right now? Are you being a good friend? Are you being a good student? Are you being a good worker? Like, I have to have those little check-ins with myself, like, once a month now and make sure that I'm not over-committing to one area of my life, um, and, you know, neglecting another, And I think it's really important to learn how to let go and delegate things where you can um, because I'm also someone who doesn't like to like give something that I normally work on and do into the hands of someone else. Like for example, I get emails about like people wanting to edit my podcast and like edit my videos and I'm just like I don't want to hand this over to someone else because I have a specific style and way about doing those things. Not necessarily podcasts because it's just cutting things out and adding things in or whatever but I never want to like hand over my YouTube video editing to someone else because A, I enjoy doing it and B, it's like this is something that I am uploading. Like I want it to be my work and I can't ever let that go and I'm just someone who always wants to be in control, I guess is an easy way to put it and I learned this year, um, I actually got a manager for YouTube this year back in like February or March and that has helped me immensely. You know, not having to worry about sending invoices to brand, not having to negotiate with brands, 
um, not having to reach out to brands and all that being done on their end and the only thing I have to do is say yes I want to do this brand deal or no I don't and make the actual content it has made my life so much easier and I like literally think I would be drowning if I was trying to do all that on my own so delegate where you can um number eight you cannot take a single day for granted and practicing gratitude provides abundance so obviously everyone always says you know like don't take a single day for granted and I seriously think that's so true um you never know like what's gonna happen and everything happens for a reason but like you literally never know you know what is uh, about to happen and I think that everyone is blessed like should wake up every day and just be thankful to live another day and see another day and I think that it's really important to just like not get so stuck in routine to where you're going through the motions of your daily life um along with that I think it's just important to you know make sure you're challenging yourself make sure you're enjoying the life you're living and you know there's no there's no time to hate what you're doing there's no time to you know be miserable in your friendships or your relationships there's no time to you know allow yourself to just be complacent with being you know in a bad place and I think that you should always do what you can to get where you want to be and to get yourself to a happy state of mind and I just know that not every day is promised and it's just so important to just be so thankful to see another day and to make the most of each and every day and you know going along with that like I said practicing gratitude provides abundance I have you know I haven't been perfect with it but I a lot more than before this year have focused on you know just making sure that I'm practicing gratitude I have a five minute journal I highly recommend it if you want something tangible to practice gratitude it's a really really great exercise that kind of like helps you think in the morning and at night you know like what three things would make today great what three things am I thankful for you know words of affirmation and you know like what three great things happened today it's like that kind of thing and I really have found that being extra grateful has provided abundance in my life in the sense that I recognize the little things so much more now that I'm a lot more um, attentive to the little things in my life and that I do practice gratitude more often I never I don't feel so needy all the time like I don't feel like I need like or need or want to be like buying certain things and like keeping up with all the latest trends and I don't feel like I need to be you know just doing all of these things to keep up with society and culture because I'm so grateful to just have you know like a plate to eat off of and a roof over my head and a bed to sleep in um so I really think that if you practice gratitude it kind of gets you in a mindset of you know being okay with what you have rather than looking for you know something else uh material to make your life better if that makes sense so number nine what people say about you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them it is a representation of who they are and not a reflection of you so more than ever I feel like you know especially just with social media and um being able to like put things online so easily we all are kind of like putting ourselves um up for criticism and we all are being vulnerable by posting on social media especially those of us who are you know on the influencer side of things that post youtube videos about our life we put ourselves in a vulnerable position where we're like hey you know i'm posting this online and i know not everyone's gonna agree with it i know not everyone's gonna like me I know that not everyone, like, there's always going to be, someone's always going to have something to say about something I do or say or whatever, 
and even if it's not you know criticism and hate online which I have experienced this year it's also just like people in your everyday life you know like co-workers and bosses and friends or people that you think are your friends you know just because someone says something about you that doesn't mean that it's true that doesn't mean that it's who you are you know people are so quick to assume and people love to act like they know every little detail about your life when in reality you know it, it is only you at the end of the day that knows who you truly are and you're the only one who knows your true self you have to stay true to you and you can't let you know what other people are saying about you or not saying about you um affect you because it's literally like people just making pure opinionated subjective judgments about something they know nothing about and you know whether and that applies I'm not even just saying that about like online um you know on Instagram or YouTube comments or whatever I'm meaning that like in your life like is there someone that you think is your friend that's like spreading a rumor about you or is there someone that you know just assumes you know things about you that just aren't true whatever it is, you know, like, it does not reflect who you are. It is purely reflecting how crappy of a person they are, and you can't let that get to you because it has nothing to do with you yourself if it's coming from a place of pure hate. Number 10, you choose the content you consume, and it will influence you whether you realize it or not, so choose wisely. You do not have to do certain things, wear certain brands or styles, act specific ways, post certain things, or live a certain lifestyle to be happy and live what is considered a good life. I have found this year, um, I especially right now, this time of year, I don't know what it is, but I just feel sick of the content online. Does anyone else feel this way? I feel like there's so much out there that's the exact same. Um, I feel like everything is very like redundant and it's not very like genuine and everything's very materialistic and I feel like a lot of the, I realize that a lot of the content I either like, I consume, um, whether it's like watching or listening to stuff, literally provides no value to my life. And it's nothing but materialistic stuff, or it's nothing but, you know, it, it, does, it doesn't help me in any way. And like, of course, I love, you know, like watching things that are mindless and do serve no purpose. You know, like watching Friends doesn't really do anything for me, but it makes me laugh and it kind of like, pulls me away from my life for 25 minutes you know what I mean and that's okay to have to an extent but I feel like lately everything is just you know repetitive and redundant and not wholesome and just very like focused on the wrong things and I want to find like content that you know inspires me to be better and inspires me you know to just do better and work harder and challenges me um and maybe I just need to like look at what I'm consuming and cut some things out and add some things in. If you guys have any recommendations for like YouTubers or podcasts or anything that you think are truly, you know, provide something unique, I guess I should say, because that's what I feel like the content world is lacking. It's just like unique, wholesome, genuine, inspiring content because I just seriously feel like everything's so repetitive and I'm contributing to that because I am one of those people. So I know that I'm like that, but I feel like I've been working really hard lately to make my stuff stand out and even if it's not standing out to you guys I'm trying so I want it to provide value and I want it to be something that inspires you at the end of the day or challenges you at the end of the day I never want you to leave from listening to a podcast or watching a video thinking wow I just wasted x amount of time of my life and that provided no value to me that is like my biggest fear so I never want you guys to think that way but anyways what I was saying is 
I realized that some of like the people I was watching on YouTube, some of the podcasts I've been listening to, I feel like they do nothing but make me subconsciously feel like I need to be spending money. And I hate that. Like it's disgusting. And I realized that like even I didn't even realize it at first. And it almost took me like wondering, sitting down and wondering why every time I watch certain types of videos, I was like, why do I feel like I need to go spend money in an online shop right now? Or why do I feel like I need to, you know, change my lifestyle to like mirror this person's or mirror this certain lifestyle? Um, just because it will make me feel the way that they're acting like they feel. And I realized that I was like thinking and feeling that way after like watching and listening to some stuff. And I was like, this is a problem. And I think that I'm not realizing it, but this is influencing my subconscious. Like I'm not realizing it because it's not like a direct influence in the sense that I'm instantly buying something or whatever. But I realized that like with time, I just felt like I needed to be buying all these things to keep up with what the internet's doing. And it's just not like necessary. And I think one of my goals going into 2020 is to just be very picky with what I choose to consume because I don't need to be, you know, watching and listening to stuff that's influencing me to become more shallow and materialistic, if that makes sense. Um, And I'm not like literally calling out a single person or anything like that. I just feel like in general, content is like that. And I think it's because so much of it is monetized now and so much of it has the dollar sign attached in the sense that like, you know, the influencers are trying to get paid and that, you know, like we're trying to share our favorite things with you guys and stuff. So there's like this just abundance of content and don't get me wrong. Like there are still some people out there that I absolutely love. I love the people that I know in real life, like my friend Katie, like I love watching her videos because, you know, I know her personally and I love that she has a YouTube channel because now when she's moving across the world, I will be able to keep up with her life um, and feel like I know what's going on, even though I'm not seeing her physically. Like, I love that, but I feel like there's just a lot of stuff out there um, that isn't providing much value, and there definitely are tons of channels and tons of podcasts out there that do provide value, but I feel like the minority of the content I consume provides value and the majority doesn't, so I want to switch that and make it the majority of the content I consume providing value and the minority I consume not providing value. So those are my 10 lessons. I hope that you guys enjoyed hearing those. Um, I kind of like sat down and just like reflected on my whole year and I honestly got them planned out pretty quickly because I've learned a lot, but I feel like those were the first 10 that came to mind were obviously probably the most important. But as you guys know, I like to answer questions at the end of episodes whenever we have time and we do. And I asked you guys on the Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram to ask me questions um, just kind of like about the year um, and just like what you guys wanted to know about like how I felt about the year and everything. And um, I wanted them to be like a mix of like lighthearted and deep questions. So that's what I have for you guys. I think I have like five or six questions that I'm going to answer and definitely be following the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram um, just so you guys can participate in this stuff and keep up with the new episodes dropping. And I'm really trying to like put a lot of effort into making the Instagram great and um, inspirational and everything, but obviously I don't have all the time in the world to do that, but over this Christmas break, I'm definitely trying to teach myself a lot more about like graphic design and everything and like how I could make this podcast Instagram very like inspirational and helpful in a way. So anyways, the first question I'm going to answer is, what do you wish you would have known before starting the year? Um, I don't really have anything specific 
I think the one thing I would say um, is that you can't take everything personally. And I only say that because I feel like sometimes when I go through stuff that has nothing to do with who I am as a person, I take it personally when it's not supposed to be taken personally. And then there's things that, you know, like a rant, like I'll get like the weirdest hate comments sometimes from just like trolls that comment on like old videos and they'll just like say something that I like know isn't true. And I'm just like, wait, like, is that, is that real about me? Is that true? And then I'm like, Abby, like snap into it. Like, obviously not. But, um, anyways, hindsight is 2020. I don't really like saying like, um, you know, like what would I go back and change? Because I think like out of all the things that have happened this year, I wouldn't go back and change anything. Um, just because I've learned so much from the things that I think I would have liked to change when I first think about it. But, um, I think that the biggest thing is like, I shouldn't be taking everything personally, which that's like kind of a weird thing to say, um, for what I wish I would have known before starting the year, because it's like not a specific thing that happened, but I feel like a common theme throughout the course of the year is that I didn't need, like, not everything needs to be taken personally. So number two, the second question, what did you start in 2019 that you will definitely continue in 2020? I'm sure a lot of you guys can guess this one, and that is working out. Like I said, it seriously changed my life. I look forward to it. I do not work out every day. I work out probably a minimum of four times a week. There are some weeks where it's only three, um, usually like during the holidays or if it's just like a really busy school week, but I try to do minimum of four now, maximum of five or six, and I really never even really hit six. That's pretty rare. But um, it has just absolutely made me so much less stressed of a person. I am able to relieve so much stress. Whenever I feel, whenever I start to get like really anxious over schoolwork or I just feel like I have a lot on my plate, instead of being like, how could I possibly have time to work out? I have all this stuff to do. My first instinct is get your butt in the gym right now because I'll go, I'll, it clears my head and I feel so much more motivated and so much more in a stable place to do all of those things after I work out. And that's the difference that it makes, you know, like telling yourself, yes, I do have time for this and making time for it will put you in a better place to do all of those things that you need to do than it would if you just chose not to work out and do all of those things. Um, so that's definitely what I'm going to be continuing. And I encourage you guys to, you know, do that with me. Um, the best purchase of the year was this next question. I liked this question a lot. Um, I have to say my Mac desktop, to be honest, which I know, um, this is like a materialistic question, but investing in the Mac desktop was such a good, a smart move. I had been wanting to do it for like a year and a half and I finally like just saved up enough money specifically for it because I never wanted to like just buy it because I saw I had the money. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to make sure I was in a place where it's like, okay, I set this money aside. It's literally not going to hurt if I buy it. And that's how it felt. And it has absolutely changed my life, especially during Vlogmas um, over on YouTube because on my MacBook Pro, my little laptop, um, exporting a video takes anywhere from like two to six hours depending on the size of the video. And then I have to compress it and compressing it takes usually about an hour. But on my Mac desktop, my videos export in under 10 minutes, like usually in five minutes. And then to compress them, it's like five to 10 minutes and it just makes everything so much easier. And, um, I pretty much only use it for YouTube. I don't really use it for school. Um, I've used it a few times while studying, but I would say 80% of the time I'm using it for YouTube and it has just really, really changed the game and I love it. So the next question is what has living with your boyfriend for the first time taught you? 
Um, so the first thing it's taught me is just because you live with someone doesn't mean you're spending time with them. And I think that a lot of people go through this when they start to live with like either their best friend or significant other. You feel like you're always hanging out with them and spending time with them just because you're literally in each other's presence all the time. But that doesn't mean that you're actually spending good quality time with them. Um, and I think that that's really, really important um, to realize that you have to like make an effort to make time for the person and plan things with that person if you don't want to become too complacent in the routine of just seeing them and calling it a day. Um, at the beginning of this uh, school year, actually, like, um, I just was doing a very bad job of this and I just wasn't really like making sure I was making time to spend quality time with my boyfriend. And he was like, Hey, like we haven't really spent much time together because, you know, you've been focusing on, you know, you've just been seeing your friends and like hanging out with them, which is fine. Like he doesn't care, but like we haven't like gone to dinner and like had a good conversation. Like the only thing we've done is work out together and we don't even like do that together. We just travel to the gym together. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like you're right. Like I've just been, you know, pouring like all of my time into YouTube and my podcast and hanging out with my friends and, you know, my schoolwork. And I realized I was like, I haven't even like been putting anything, any time and any effort into this relationship. And that's horrible because you want to make sure that you're setting that time aside. So like we got to a point where we we're like, okay, one night a week at the minimum we're gonna like sit down put our phones away and like watch the shows we like to watch together and get dinner or whatever and that really helped obviously and then I also became way more self-aware of what I was spending my time doing whenever um that was brought to my attention so and the second thing it's taught me is that not everyone has like the same living habits and patience is an important virtue to have with that um I am someone who like the way like things work with like how Griffin and I clean, like I will just ask him to do something and help do it. But it's not like we have like assigned things besides like he does the laundry and then like I fold it. Um, and that's like the only thing that we have assigned. But other than that, like it's just asking one another to do something um, or just doing it when it needs to be done. And that's fine. But I have found that like I can't just expect someone to do something like to read my mind and do it when I want to be done and to do it on my time. Um, I just kind of learned that like, I don't always do everything when my boyfriend asked me to right away. I'm sure you guys can relate to that. So like, why should I expect everything to get done right away, especially without asking? Because I mean, obviously like it's nice for like, you know, to do something without having to be asked and that does happen. It's just like, I can't expect my boyfriend to read my mind and be like, oh, um, there's dishes in the sink, so he should do them. You know, like it's we both have busy schedules and it's kind of like it's gonna get done but like I can't expect like everyone to just like know what I'm thinking and do it right away um and everything it's just like a big patience thing um because like one one example is like I will leave like two pairs of my shoes and like a bag or two in the living room just like laying around for a couple of days and then I'll pick it up when I remember to or when I feel like it or when I see it and I notice it's bothering me but you know like my boyfriend may do the same thing and then I'm like will you please like put your shoes back and it's just like I can't be a hypocrite in that situation and like expect everything to be done right away if I'm just gonna do things when I feel like it if that makes sense that probably like was just not explained very well at all but hopefully you guys understand um this is another fun lighthearted question um what was my favorite album from this year so I wanted to put down the first thing that came to mind because I feel like that means it's like 
my favorite and the first thing I thought of was Khalid's Free Spirit album that came out during my birthday month and I feel like it just came out at a wonderful time and then I saw him perform it live this summer so it was just like a full circle type of thing where like I loved the album it came out during my birthday month I listened to all of the songs like I love Khalid so much and then I ended up seeing him in concert so I definitely have to say that was probably my favorite but there are definitely a lot of other really great albums that were released but honestly that's like the only thing I could think of um the next question is the hardest part of this year and how I overcame it so all of you guys probably know what I'm going to say if you watch my YouTube videos or have been listening to the podcast and it's definitely the rat situation I had or have had whatever at the house um we're staying in and renting um and mainly the reason why it was so hard is because you know fall of your senior year is supposed to be like a really fun really exciting time um you know and you're supposed to really enjoy it and it's just supposed to be very like just an awesome time you know like you have a lot of expectations for senior year I'm sure if you're in college um so having that having to deal with like rats being in the house and trying to like get things done like telling other people to get things done and fix things and then them and then them not getting fixed and stuff on top of you know taking classes and being in school on top of doing youtube on top of adjusting to living with my boyfriend for the first time and getting mono all at once was just like hell i was just like i don't know how i'm supposed to get through this like i felt like i was just going to constantly be in a state of just like waking up and just being stressed and like not really knowing how i'm gonna deal with the day and um i felt like on top of that getting criticized over like having anxiety because of the situation like just totally did not help um because it put me in a place where i felt like i didn't have a right to be stressed out or paranoid or anxious in my own home when in reality like i like in reality anyone who was in that situation wouldn't really like think it's ideal um so i i just i don't know because sometimes there were i would talk about it on youtube and one or two or three people would comment and just be like you're scared of rats like oh my gosh you're such a baby or something like that and it's just like ridiculous because everyone has a right to be scared of what they're scared of you know like some people are scared of birds some people are scared of heights I happen to be scared of rats and rodents being where they don't belong like that's just something I never want to deal with again and um it really was just impairing my ability to just relax in my home and I still never can feel completely at peace because I'm constantly paranoid and that totally impacts your mental and emotional health whenever you're constantly feeling that way and whenever you're really stressed out like over school or YouTube or whatever it is you have going on and you're really sick with mono the last thing you want is to like not feel at peace in the one place where you're supposed to feel at peace and safe um, and there was other stuff that happened too, like our mail was getting stolen and broken into and just like weird stuff had been happening. So like just the whole living situation has been the hardest part of the year. But as far as how I overcame it, um, dealing with it has been far from easy and there's a lot that happened that like my subscribers and listeners don't really know about um, in regard to like trying to get the situation handled. But I'm really proud of myself for finally realizing that I needed help and needed to go talk to someone about it because I felt like I was being a burden to anyone that I talked to about the situation that knew about it, um, because I, I almost felt like it was getting, like, redundant, and people were just like, why is she still talking about this? Like, I hated talking about it in my videos. I hated talking about it to my boyfriend, you know, like, my friends. I just felt like I was getting annoying, and it's not that it, it's not like it was all I was talking about, but I felt like I could only bring it up that first time, and then after that, I needed to be done. So, going to talk to someone that was completely removed from the situation and knew nothing about it, 
where I could just like literally like let myself cry and release all of that stress and anxiety that had built up was so helpful because sometimes all you need is to talk to someone that's removed from the situation at hand and I'm proud of myself for like realizing I needed to do that because I've never like gone to see someone to talk to them before like a therapist or a counselor or anything like that and um, I just realized I was like you know what this might be a help to me so like why not try it and I just want to emphasize like always know it's okay um, if something or someone or a situation in your life is giving you anxiety or stress um, always know it's okay to talk to someone and to get help like no one has a right to judge you for doing so and if they do you know that's just once again a reflection of how crappy of a person they are and you need to do what's best for you at the end of the day and what's going to get you in a place where you feel okay and you really never know what's going on in someone's life and how it's affecting them so anyone who judges from the outside without like being in your shoes just doesn't have a place to be doing so um and with all that being said with that being my hardest part of the year and how I overcame it things could be so much worse and as awful as the situation was and still is and how you know like crappy it kind of made my parts of my fall semester I'm really grateful that that was my hardest part of the year because things could have been much much worse um in my life and I'm just grateful that that was my biggest struggle um and the biggest thing I learned relationship wise this is the last question I'm going to answer um you have to get out of your own way and allow yourself to be vulnerable to um not necessarily criticism but you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable to making changes um because I think that this year a lot of the times I would get really in my head and like create um kind of stress for myself um from nothing with uh my relationship or just even with friendships and stuff you know like I would just overthink things or I would become so invested in um what I have going on that I would like neglect my relationship like I said I was doing at the beginning of the semester I had to learn how to like get out of my own way because I was wondering I was like what is making this so rough like why why are we like miscommunicating why are we not you know on the same page right now like why is everything like not working out and I realized that I was just in my own way like I wasn't um I felt like uh, I'm like very stubborn naturally and I don't like being told that I'm doing something wrong or I don't like being told that I need to make a change um or not necessarily being told that but like I don't like realizing um that I've been doing something wrong and realizing that you know something's not working because of me and that it's my fault um but when in reality like I am at fault I'm just terrible at recognizing it and accepting it and I just learned that you know sometimes you are literally in your own way and you're blocking yourself from you know accepting and believing that you know something is wrong and like it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to fix it and I feel like a lot of this was very vague but like that's just like kind of the overarching relationship lesson that I learned and um it's really important to be open to change and you know making changes and listening to your significant other and listening to your friends um because if you don't like then nothing's ever going to change and things are just going to remain the way they are because for me I was in a place where I was just you know being a workaholic and not really like setting any time aside for my relationship and I didn't realize I was doing that but then when, when it was brought to my attention that like I wasn't really doing anything about it and that I was doing that I felt very attacked at first but you know I have to remember you know like my boyfriend's not trying to attack me he's just trying to make this situation better and he's just trying to 
you know, get us in a place where we used to be, where we were spending time with each other. And I have to accept that sometimes I am in the wrong and that it's okay and I just need to make a change. So that's what I'm trying to say with that, I guess. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I highly encourage you guys to like sit down and think of, you know, you don't have to do 10, but like three or five things that you like learned this year because I feel like it's very helpful for going into a new year, um, for setting goals for the new year. It's really helpful to look at what you already learned this year and what you want to like carry forward into the new year or work on in the new year as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Be sure to join the Facebook group so you guys can stay up to date and network with other Gen Z girls and guys. And (laughs) I hope that you guys really enjoyed this and be sure to follow the Instagram too. It's always in the show notes. And um, I really hope you guys have a really great week and a really great day, whatever day of the week you're listening to this. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.